Welcome to The Bridge. Fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason, and I am in beautiful Wuhan, China. I am originally from California in the U.S., and today I am with Bebe and Morris. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. Bebe, you know, Morris is a new friend of the show, originally from Hong Kong, now living in Beijing, who's lived all over the world, will be joining us today. Morris has a long and prestigious background as an international businessman, and will be helping shed light on the intricacies of Chinese fine dining and drinking in a formal setting. <laughs> Hi, Jason. Hi, Morris. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Bebe. And this is Bebe from Beijing. Where are you, Morris? I'm actually in Beijing. Really? And what's the accent? Is it from? Is it British accent? <laughs> uh, well, I I did spend a lot of time in the UK, but I I've been oh. I've been back in in the region for so long, and I've been working mainly for North American companies. So, my accent mm-hmm. is probably now mid Atlantic. <laughs> Still sound pretty classy. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me blush. Yeah. <laughs> Our topic today is actually drinking and dining etiquette. I created this topic、mm. as an American because I noticed、mm. one of the first things I noticed coming to China was how things are different. Like、mm-hmm. if I'm in America and I'm cheering with my friend, we just clink glasses,、mm. clink. But in China, it's much more complicated. So like if I, if I'm older or if I make more money or if I have a very respectable job versus the person in my peer group, suddenly I cheer at a higher point. Or if I you know conversely if I'm younger or if I'm cheering with my uncle or father、oh. or something, I cheer at a lower point. So the the where the glasses meet each other is differentiated、hmm. by like a hierarchy of like social status and age in China, and that's not something I、hmm. that exists. In America, but I've been to plenty of dining where people do this in in China, and I, so things like this. I was hoping to elaborate more for our, our Western audience because I think a lot of them would be interested in, you know, how you know social etiquette might be a little bit different in these kinds of situations. How you clink glasses, <laughs> Morris? You must know more about this. Yeah, I don't drink, so Jason brought up a, a very good point there. Because if you had a, a formal banquet with、uh, customers, or you know, or, or you're meeting somebody important and so on, yeah,、mm-hmm. you do have to pay a little bit of attention to that. But I think culture and and social behavior changes very quickly in China. So it's it's、mm. not not a big deal if you、mm. clink your glass lower than some guy who is obviously、uh, has has a higher status. Right? Yeah, they especially as a foreigner, they wouldn't take offense. Exactly.、Well, a lot of my experience, I, I think you're right. Absolutely, I've had people <laughs> tell me that too. But a lot of my experience has been based around going out with、um, my wife's uncle, and、oh. oftentimes, you know. There are some, you know, people there that are of,、uh, you know,、That's、different status different. that、yeah. actually matter. They're、That's、not just、true. like your coworkers or whatever. And so, in, in those situations, I notice them. They're like, "How old are you?" And I'm like, "Uh, <laughs> why?" And so, so they they literally ask me,、right. "Where should I clink、uh, my glass?"、Wow. And so. <laughs> 
I see. And Jason's like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, actually, from my my own experience, <laughs> the the more uh, important you know, the higher status a person has, he probably mm, you know mm. care less about this sort of thing. The higher their status, but you're you're right. I mean, if you are in in a business environment, it's always good to to understand some of the uh, the mm. basics so that uh, you at least show respect. Right. It's very rare that people will take offense because you didn't you know, clink you, your glasses, you, you, you right? Didn't, or other <laughs> other dinner etiquette. And sometimes you know <laughs> right. their colleagues uh, or their subordinates will will be very helpful and, and remind you. Another example of the, what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. In America, you pour for yourself. In China, I notice people will oftentimes pour tea or alcohol for each other. Right, right, right. So whoever's sitting next to you, if your glass starts to get a little empty, mm. they will fill it back up for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. That that's that's a cultural thing. Yeah, yeah. It happens. That's everywhere. so common that we don't really notice this anymore. Mm. Let's say if I go somewhere with my younger cousin. Mm-hmm. Then to someone's house or someone comes over, then I naturally assume the responsibility of taking care of the guests.、Mm. At least most of it, I would be the one to initiate, you know, bringing out the dishes, making sure they have tea. But if I'm the younger person, if I go with my older cousin, then she is supposed to take on that role. This is not like up for discussion. Like it's just <laughs>、yep. something that happens naturally.、Mm-hmm. And I think that not just for dining, but for pretty much everything else, you know, there is a age hierarchy. Oh yeah, even casual dining in the south of China and in Hong Kong,、mm. yeah, when we go for dim sum, yeah, yeah that that's actually a, a good hint for for our, our Western friends. <laughs> If you're going out to to lunch with with a group of your friends and and they keep pouring you tea、mm. and and you've actually drank enough, just leave it, right?、Mm. As long as your cup is full, they、exactly. won't refill. But, <laughs> yeah, if you think I'm being polite, they pour me a cup of tea. I've got to drink it. It、yeah. just keeps Then, going. As soon as you empty, yeah, it just keeps coming. Yeah, so stop drinking if you've had enough tea. Something else I want to mention that the best etiquette at a Chinese dinner,、um, especially like in someone's house, the best etiquette is just to enjoy your food. Um, that's like mm, mm, if you enjoy mm, your food,、yes. like you, they honestly they can see that you're happy. That you like the food—that's the best compliment. And the other things are just、mm. so minor; it doesn't really matter、yeah. anymore. <laughs> so, you know, but from, yeah, from an American yeah, but- perspective, this is a little bit unusual. Let me give you another example. So far, all of the examples, I think people in the West would be like, "Oh, yeah, that's cute. That's you know, I like that or、mm-hmm. whatever." Another one for some people might be concerning is people put food on your、uh. plate. So this is in in the in America, you order your food typically. And that's your plate.、Right. Now it's like you know the holy ground of this one person, and you eat it. In China, I notice you know not only do people put food on the plate, but sometimes people eat food off of your plate. And like、it's、if you buy、plate. a dish, a dish <laughs> exactly. If you buy a dish in America, that's like okay, I wanted tamales or whatever. That's my. Dish of tamales. Whereas in China, it's like, great, you ordered tamales. This is going to be、Let、great for everybody,、yeah. and then they just automatically share, which is which is really great. I've gotten used to it,、uh-huh. but I know that 
a lot of people might not adjust as well as others right. to this like sharing called you have this what is it called a lazy susan yeah. the right. giant glass spinning uh vehicle for food and everyone shares so everyone has a little bit of everything which is healthy and social and you know i think it's very cute mm-hmm. but for some people like coming from the united states that might be you know like uh why my did food? he touch okay. my food you? or you know well I, that's the topic i was gonna bring up mm-hmm. and it, it's great that you brought that up i, I think for for our western audience you you have to understand something that's uh, fundamentally different uh, about how a chinese meal is is organized uh, from a western meal because mm-hmm. in in the west right you you have your own plate right food mm-hmm. is prepared and then mm. you take whatever food onto your own plate before consuming mm. it uh in mm. china is not quite like that right so you each have your own bowl of rice and if, if soup is being served you have your own bowl of soup but the rest mm. of the food is actually communal right it's all <laughs> on plates served in in the middle of the the dinner table and everybody hmm. everybody takes whatever they they like or they want they need from from hmm. the this communal uh, plates of, of food so if you're going out to a restaurant like a, a casual lunch with a colleague and you sit down and you decide to to order different plates yeah it, it's actually not unusual for you to to, to share your food I was saying we're not we don't really think of as sharing my dish like there's no such thought. Let's say if I order um, Mm -hmm. a plate of uh, tomatoes and eggs, that's, you know, I order Mm -hmm. because I like it, but I'm also ordering for everybody else. That's right. There is no like there's no such thought from the very beginning of this is my dish. But Jason, no one will take your rice (laughs) or the bowl of soup. (laughs) That's right. That's that's given that that's yours. Everything else is up for share. And I don't know if you guys Mm. have ever come across this video. It was like one of the, um, it went viral (laughs) a few years ago when it first came out. I think it must have been been like a tourist group, like of all foreigners. Maybe, okay, maybe it's a tourist group with um, the Chinese tour guide, a lady. So they're at this dinner and someone shot this video of every foreigner has this whole plate in front of him or herself. Like this foreigner mm. would have an entire fish <laughs> like laying on yeah. the plate in front of him and, <laughs> au- and this person awkwardly trying to use chopsticks. And another person would have like a whole chicken <laughs> in front of yeah. him. And then like eight or ten of these, a- another person, a-, a plate of like spicy tofu or something. And then the video that the camera rolls and uh, finally to this Chinese lady like stuck with <laughs> some like poor plate of vegetables with the saddest look on her face. <laughs> yeah, she probably ordered she... last because she realized that other people have ordered chicken and fish, so she better order some vegetables. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right, all the good dishes have been taken. And then she's stuck with this one plate and the looks in her eyes. She was like, she couldn't say anything. It, was this a TikTok video? Yeah, it was like it was a real thing. I think someone just at the dinner thought it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, and this shot is it. exactly what I was referring to because you know a Chinese meal is structured very differently from a Western meal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, I want to mention something. Some, uh, as Morris mentioned, uh, social changes. Like years ago, 
Well, we had these family dinners. Like everybody would just take whatever they want with their own chopsticks.、Mm. Um, but now, in recent years, some very good and sanitary change development is that we've started using communal chopsticks and spoons to get food from these、uh, communal dishes. So no one actually like no. Uh, saliva changes. <laughs> yeah, but that—that's the theory,、Place. baby. You know, after three rounds of drink, everybody forgets. Yeah, sometimes if you go, really, yeah,、oh, if you、no. go, if you go to a nice restaurant, they will actually prepare two pairs of chopsticks for every place、mm. setting. Usually,、mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a white or ivory colored pair and a black pair, so、mm. that you can tell the difference. And it's up to you which pair you want to use to to feed yourself. Yeah, the, the pair. That goes into your、I、mouth,、see. and the other pair、right. you're supposed to use to to get food from the communal <laughs> dish. But from experience, after three rounds of drinks, everybody forgets that that、really? nobody nobody really minds anymore. But but yeah, that that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I think in general,、um, it's a good it's a good direction, right? It's a good development. It's better、yeah. for everybody,、yeah. especially especially you know the、uh, the pandemic time. So、yeah. that's something that you know you don't have to worry as much as before. Going for a bicycle ride around the town, so that'll be something I'm looking forward to. Nice, right? Nice. Yeah. Maybe get some good food.、Uh, possibly. I'm trying to cut back, though. You know, I've had a lot of good food lately. Cutting back. I'm saying cutting back on good food in Wuhan is difficult. Yeah, yeah. So much to offer, right? From snacks to like noodles and just things you don't know the name of, <laughs> and to nice restaurants. There's so many choices.、Um, You're yum, absolutely yum, yum. right. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, I'm gonna hold back. <laughs> yeah, rugamian has been a, a particularly challenge. Not ordering it as often as I would like to. Oh, really? One of one of my favorite as well. Yeah, it's delicious. Hot dry noodles for those in the states, but it's it's、mm. really really good. It has like a peanut buttery kind of flavor. It's not exactly. Peanut butter, but it's it's sesame, Jason. The sesame. I don't know. I don't that, know. Listen, that's the essence of rogamian. That's the spiritual <laughs> essence like, of rogamian. I actually asked my boss, who is a Wuhan person, hey, you know, what's the best like rogamian place in the city to go to? And she's like, oh, let me get back to you. And then like a week later, she gave me a printed list. Of about thirty places to go to. <laughs> <laughs> All right.、So、I、nice. guess I, the work is, is. I have to do the work myself. So, oh, someone's got to do it. I <laughs>、yes. grew up、yeah. in Wuhan, so I can say a little bit about it. I mean, we treat it as a breakfast、mm. item. No, I mean, like, who eats noodles for breakfast,、mm. right? It turned out that there are a lot of people in China who eat noodles for breakfast, like people in Wuhan and also people in,、um, let's say, Lanzhou, and they have. Lamian,、mm, like noodle、mm. lamian for breakfast.、Um, you can also have them in just you know regular restaurants,、um, not like these greasy spoons. But they are never as good as the ones that are on are on the sides of the you know street、mm-hmm. where people just go to for you pay like 
less than yeah. a dollar for yeah, a bowl. I see those lines where they, yeah. it's like, the shop is built into the side of the building, but it's mm-hmm. like you line up on the outside of the street. There are a ton of those. Yeah, here. Yep. those are good. Actually, baby, to your point, I, I grew up in Hong Kong. Mm. And uh, if you go to Hong Kong now, mm-hmm. the, the, the staple diet for breakfast, a lot of people have instant noodles in, in, in little street side cafes. So yeah. actually noodles are quite popular as a, as a breakfast uh, a dish even in Hong Kong. Right. I mean, mm. I, uh, I've been to Hong Kong twice. And uh, one of the things you got to do is um, go to these restaurants and these tiny little restaurants. And the uh, the noodles there are so like stringy, so hard, you know. Yes, so, yes, it's yeah. made made very differently. When when they are actually doing the dough for the uh, the noodle, they they add in some kind of alkaline substance. Oh, yeah. So right, right. Yeah, it's exactly, harder. exactly. It's more chewy. Yeah, huh. yeah. It, it not it's not only harder; it gives it a a, a particular flavor and and a texture. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. actually has a flavor to it. Mm, yeah. And the soup and the, the like the soup base is usually really good. Yeah. It's not just the noodles. You got to savor the soup too. I think I'm getting carried away. Well, a you're bit. reminding me of my one of my trips to Hong Kong. My wife and I were staying in a really small hotel and there was a place just like you guys are describing. Okay. And it's kind of like it was kind of like a really small Denny's, you know, for those are American listeners. But in st- and they had pancakes and they had eggs and they had all the stuff that like an American diner would have. But they also had and this is what I really liked. They had like ramen noodles like, you know, in a in a in a bowl with sausages and stuff in them. And like they put eggs on top. And I was like. Well, well, this is very interesting. I have to try this. And then after I tried it, we ate there every morning until we left. And then that when I when I think of Hong Kong, what did I like about Hong Kong? I think about this place. Oh, wow. Must be really good. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was exactly what I was mm. talking about. The the ramen is actually uh, instant noodle. Mm-hmm. It came yeah, out it, of a packet, but then they they prepare it properly yeah so that is not soggy and then they add their own magic sauce to it and and mm. you know top it up with an, a fried egg or you know sausages and See, so on you mentioned um when it comes to noodles timing mm. is crucial you know it's like cereal you know my dad he's a noodle person he's from you know um northern part of china and they they like he needs noodles every day can't go to sleep without a bowl of noodles. <laughs> um, right. And he's not, otherwise, he's not a picky eater at all. But what's most important to him is the texture mm. of the noodles. So if you leave it in it for too long, it's like it ruins his day. <laughs> I mean, he has like the, the best temperament. He never gets mad. But you can see how <laughs> sad he gets when his noodle gets mm. soggy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the whole day is ruined. <laughs> So I, I totally understand that sentiment because with, with noodles, that's why uh, Chinese noodles is is not a great food to socialize over, because it it should be eaten quickly and and you shouldn't be distracted. Yeah, seriously, because it will get soggy mm. if you leave it in of, the bowl. Of rugamian, because yeah. it's not in water; it's already dry. Yeah. You can maybe socialize. Go Wuhan. <laughs> <laughs>
let's pivot to another topic a little bit. There's so many of these sure. to talk about that are these differences right. culturally. So another thing is whether it's fine dining or like din dining at home with your family, there's usually only one seat that matters in the West and that's the head. And usually that goes to like the oldest person and then all the other seats, right. they don't matter at all. But in China, mm. I, I've noticed you have like a very large circular table. Usually, mm -hmm. especially a banquet. I'm not talking about just like going to the, a restaurant. Most people go to a restaurant, they just sit. But I'm talking mm -hmm. about like, you know, big banquet table. The head will sit with their the furthest from the entrance, furthest from the door. Right. And, and then mm -hmm. proceeding down the table on either side, left and right, will be the most or the oldest people or the most important people at the banquet until you get down to the people who are mm -hmm. sitting closest to the door on the other side, who are typically like the youngest people right. or... Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this is something that's a little bit different, and it's very interesting. I'm not saying I'm not complaining at all. I think it's it's very interesting. <laughs> you can look up the table. Okay, the, you know these are our elders. You know they're sitting on that side. Mm -hmm. We're showing respect to them by them see, sitting in such a way. I think it's it's nice. It's it's romantic in a kind of way, but it, it's very different from. The <laughs> I rest. can talk a little bit about that because you know uh, in my professional life I'm a salesperson, so I meet customers all the time. Yeah, what Jason mm -hmm. just described, mm -hmm. it, it's uh, more important in these uh, formal settings. If you're just going out with friends and family, then, you know, it doesn't really matter. It, it's a round table. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. but I think Jason hit most of the, the major points already, right? When you are entertaining customers or in a, in a formal event, you, you try to get a table that is uh, furthest away from the entrance, yeah? And you mm -hmm. allow the, uh, either the host or the, the most honored guests to take the, uh, the top place in, in a circular table. It sounds a bit strange, but if, if you've been to such a, a formal banquet, <laughs> uh, a competent restaurant will actually lay out the table so that it's obvious which one is, is the head seat because mm. they usually mm. fold the, the napkin in, in a particular way, in a different way from all the others so that you know that one. Mm. Yeah. So, the way oh. that I was taught is that unless you're entertaining someone who is obviously uh, has a has a higher status than, than yourself, yeah, if you're representing mm -hmm. a company or something and you're the host, you yourself normally take the head seat, right? Mm -hmm. And then your most honored guest would be on your right. And the second honored guests would be on your left. And in an ideal situation where there's a similar number of you, you know, people from your organization to their organization, you would have mm. alternate mm. people, right? So uh. then, you know, the, the, there's interaction going on because you have, yeah, if you put two customers together, then you know, they're mm -hmm. talking amongst themselves. If you That's put true. one person from your organization in between, you know, the, uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, right opposite the host, yeah, that person has a particular job. He's basically right, right. your your assistant, right? Mm -hmm. So if you mm -hmm. need anything, uh, the most important bit is at the end of the dinner, right? Because you, you if you're the host and you're sitting at the, the head position, mm -hmm. you're furthest away from, from anything, mm -hmm. right? You're furthest mm -hmm. away from the waiters and so on. You signal him and he will go and pay the bill. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, is the, what does this look look like, Pepe? You just look at that person and he'll know. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> well, I would say that, you know, if, if, you, if you have a very competent assistant, right? 
then mm-hmm. you, he will you, you don't even need to look. He, he can judge. <laughs> well, it, it's about, uh, it's either time, right? It, it, it's lunch, you know, it's right. about time they, they got back to work or it's, it was dinner, everybody's had enough to drink. Yeah, he, he will go and do that. Maybe for really competent assistant, <laughs> you know, he will know exactly when to go and they will be in perfect uh, harmony, right, with his boss. Yep. And then if not as competent, the the assistant might look at the boss, you know, like maybe lift his the end of his eye a little bit. Is it time? Kind of asking. And then the boss might nod a little bit and then it's time. And then with like someone new, <laughs> the boss might have to look at him to signal, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then for someone really new, really new to the job, the boss might have to like, you know, do something else, like a hard look. <laughs> Don't you get it? <laughs> You know, we're on another topic that I wanted to talk about, and that is paying for the bill. So, like, maybe not in this circumstance, because you're talking about a business hosting for another business, but maybe you and your friends go out or three sets of couples go out or whatever. Then there's a process in China where, well, let me talk about the U.S. first. You fight. Yeah, let's get let's get to that <laughs> second. In the in the U.S., it might be like, OK, there's three couples. We're each going to pay for what we ordered or that mm-hmm. you do what they call like Dutch treat where every person actually individually pays or you'll mm. divide the bill six ways and each person will pay one sixth of the bill. But in, mm. in China, well, how does you it never work, get separate bills. Huh. You will you will pay the other person back. Right. So, yeah, even even though mm-hmm. even in, in a situation where you are amongst peers and good friends and, you know, you pay for yourself, uh, you will never ask the waiter for separate bills. That's very, very very unusual and could be perceived <laughs> as being rude. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But you guys, you guys do fight for the bill. I've seen this like activity where it's like, no, no, I'm paying. Right. Oh, no, no, you I'm paying. You think they're fighting. And they're actually just that, fighting That's a situation the when somebody is actually paying yeah. for the meal. Yeah. But, but if there's an understanding that mm. you each pay for your own meal, even then somebody will settle the bill first and then you, you pay them back afterwards. Yeah, it, it's very, very strange in China mm. to ask the, the waiter for separate bills. They probably, I, I'm not even sure. The waiter will be like, they really don't get along. <laughs> well, I, I'm not even sure if the POS system is set up to, to be able to do that. Because mm. the bills uh, are according anyhow, to table, yeah. Right. And also, it usually works like this, like with your coworker or your friends. If I treat you this time, Usually the next time the other person would know that it's his mm. turn. And then there might be a little bit of, you know, put on struggle to fight over the bill. But both know that it's the other person's turn. <laughs> yeah. Unless, unless, you know, uh, you know, he did a fa- he did you a favor and you were asking him out. So I think in China, you need to be careful mm. when you ask people out. Like when you ask people out, when you invite somebody to dinner, that means you are paying yeah, for this. Yeah. 
if you don't have that ready, don't ask anybody out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I, th- I, th- I think, you know, in the West, you differentiate through the way you request their company. So if I were to say, hey, I'm me and my wife, were going out to dinner. Would your wife and be interested in maybe mm. joining us? That might be we're paying for ourselves. But if I say I would like you and your wife to come out with my wife and I to go to like such and mm. such place on Friday night, that would indicate I'm formally inviting you and I'm probably going to be the one paying. So it's very like the wording on the how you like structure your grammar indicate who's paying. Right. But in China, you still need to be careful. Like if you if I invite you and your wife out for dinner, I would assume that I'm paying for this. I wouldn't expect you to share Mm. the bill. Otherwise, I just go with my, you know, my family. <laughs> I wouldn't invite you. <laughs> you know, if I invite yeah, you, I'm yeah. ready to pay for the meal. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so it would be odd. Let's say if you in, you invite me and then at the end of the meal, like we have to split the bill. In China, that's kind of like, huh? Yeah. In fact, <laughs> so, our language, it, it's structured yeah. that way, right? Yeah. When you say, uh, yeah, it both means an invitation to dinner as well as it means I'm buying you dinner, right? Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, you do have to be a, a little bit careful. But again, like, like Bebe was saying earlier, if you're a foreigner in China, <laughs> yeah, people won't take offense. <laughs> <laughs> 